0: Welcome to Double Dose of Raw Talk podcast, your weekly dose of many discussions and opinions. A show where we get comfortable being uncomfortable. And remember, no topic is off limits. Now let's talk about it. Here we are. It only took us like four weeks. To I know. It. <laughs> but actually, perfect timing because there's a new season coming.
1: Yes. Did I.
0: You, did you see that coming? Because I. Nope.
1: They usually, okay, so I don't remember exactly when this second season aired, but Mm -hmm. I feel like, has it been a year already since it aired? Because I I feel like with most uh, streaming services, like, it's a calendar, almost like a calendar year from the previous season. So I'm like, it's really been a year since season two has come out? I guess so. I don't know, I just feel like it's too soon after we had After the Altar. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I don't have, know.
1: I have a little bit of tea on that, actually. So okay. whenever you want to get into it, Yeah. We no, we
0: are. Well, welcome back, guys. Another week and another episode.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with those of Raw Talk podcasts. I am your host, Misty. And today, <clears throat> y'all, I even got some, I have some beverage here.
1: Oh, my wine is
0: <clears throat> oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. Listen, it's okay. We're here. That's what yes. matters. And for those of you who know that voice, she's back. We have Jade Raven in the House, y'all. Brr, 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 brr. Brr, 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 brr. <laughs> I love that. Um, she has been on this platform already t- twice, right? Twice. Is yes, time? Yes. time, Yes. And I mean, if I'm going to discuss and listen, there's a lot of things in life happening and this is relevant to life. Let me just say that. Okay. It's relevant to a lot of things about life. And I know, you know, we're not coming on here to give a full review. That's not what this is. No, because what y'all mofos are going to do, you're going to go to Netflix and you're going to go stream it to see. The shit we're talking about because why not? I mean, if you want some entertainment in your life, might as well. Yes. Um, But. We are going to talk about something that it, it would only be fair to continue the conversation because it is something that I highlighted before on a previous episode, which is the second episode Jade graced our of Raw Talk platform with some juicy conversation, yes. um opinions, you know, some hot takes. Um you know, we we went in on it, right? there is this culture these days we're we're just going to dive right in there's no other way to do this right this is like raw mess of the month (laughs) fuck a raw mess of the week (laughs) this is like a whole raw mess of the month because it turns out you guys are listening to this episode the week that season three is airing so is it this week it's airing i know that i october 19th so it's this week the day that this episode drops the week that this episode is going to, the, the season is going to air. So it drops and then boom, next week it airs. So on Netflix, Love is Blind, season three is coming, okay? That means a whole new season of people potting, but potting in a different way, trying to find love in a matter of like three days and proposing and wanted a whole life together. And then everything she just hits she the fan. And we are here to highlight a few things because... We discussed um, season two. Yes. In my opinion, season two was not as successful, quote unquote, as season one was.
1: I'm glad you said that. Okay. Because I, before I came onto this <laughs> podcast, Deep D was actually on another podcast called um, Girls Gotta Eat podcast. I don't know if you heard of them. I have heard. She was on
0: there. She
1: was on there.
0: So Deep D is one of the girls from season two.
1: Yes. Who okay. was with.
0: Who I don't even want to say his
1: Originally. Name. Yes. They call him Voldemort. So like the, him who sh- shall not be named. So they, they were calling him shake Voldemort anyway. So she was on the show and she had said that people were calling this season a failure because all the couples got divorced or didn't end up getting together. And she saw it as a positive, how like it wasn't a failure that it actually, everybody had personal growth from it. So because though, I mean, so she's looking at it from the point of though the couples, the goal of the show is for the couples to get married after not seeing each other and after six weeks of getting to know each other, getting married. So that's the goal of the show. However, she felt as though it wasn't a failure because everybody had like their own personal growth from it. What do you think? I mean, your size says everything.
0: Speaking as someone who was with someone for two plus years, almost three, and separated six months after the wedding, (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And right into divorce. Okay. You do learn. It just feels like there is a process of learning at the expense of someone. Mm. And I don't think that's fair. And when, and and that's just life for me, right? That's, that's part of my life, my history, my story, her story, right? Yeah. For these individuals, these human beings who go on this show, you're choosing to step into that. And 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 this is so relevant to what we're going to talk about today. I don't think everyone's intentions are meant for a show like that. I, I don't I don't think that that's how everyone goes in with the intention of I want to find love. I Ooh, okay. think it's there might be an intent of I'm tired of being alone. I sure. just want to find a wife. I just want to find a husband. I, and I, it's kind of like the person who wants to have kids, but doesn't really want to be a mom. It's kind of like that. Yeah. You you know, and, and, and it's the uh, same thing would apply to a dad, right? So the, the one that's, I got to get married, you know, I'm going to have kids now, but do I really want to be a dad? Like, do I really want to do all this other stuff? Like, there is a lot that comes into all these things that we're supposed to do when we don't want to be lonely anymore, when we don't want to be alone right. anymore. when, And it's I'm going to say we, because right. I'm a human being who at some point might reach that level to say... It's been fun. I think now I kind of want to settle down. Right. It's
1: like, what kind of mind state that you, what kind of mind state do you need to be in to sign up for something like this? Like, personally, I said this on episode two that we spoke about, that I really wanted to sign up for the show. I've been single. I did. Like, I really, (laughs) I mean, I kind of still do low key. I'm not even going to lie. But like, um... (laughs) I've been single like my whole life. And at this point it's like, well, I'm in my thirties now. And it's like, well, you know what? If nothing else has worked, maybe something like this can work.
0: 1,000%. I get it. I get it. Let's not go too far. I don't remember if we talked about this in the last episode that we recorded, but this is why there are such things still to this day as arranged marriages, there are still these these families, these type of communities that still believe yeah. in that, and they still do it, right? Because a lot of people do believe. Well, you could get you get you have the rest of your life to get to know each other. That's Many true. years ago, that's exactly how people used to end up together. It was an arranged marriage.
1: Yes, that might had it, mentioned. Sorry that, you know, she's Indian and that her parents have been trying to get her in an arranged marriage since she was 22.
0: Correct. Correct. Exactly. Um, So, I I just, I don't know. I I feel like, you know, for her in particular, she did not go through with the wedding. She did not get married. She decided to leave him at the altar because he was a piece of shit. And I support her 1000%. But for those people who did get married, I don't know, you know, they put out statements. I don't know if the same would apply to them that, oh, they learned you know mm-hmm. there's a lot like there's so much that goes on through a breakup there is so much that goes on through a divorce whether you knew the person 6 years or 6 weeks
1: uh-huh. there's
0: so much when you live with someone it's a whole other ball game when you make plans with someone and those plans don't you know Go through because you know the, the words don't match the actions Not so right. much because you know sometimes Plans change but because the words Don't match the actions you know it, It's hurtful it really fucking Hurts and I don't know if I would say That in this case you know It's there there's more so Of a learning than anything else I Don't necessarily agree with that There was an article that went out Just this week That was really bashing this show because
1: interesting it okay. was,
0: it was. And if I, I you know why I should have fucking linked it and I, I'm going to party link it to the show notes, but it was basically saying like, it, it's pure bullshit. Like there, you have these producers who are picking people who think, you know, who the, right. these, like masterminds who think that there's a possibility here of people who can end up together. And then you see people hurt. You see people go through pain. You see people go through uncertainties and the bottom line is, this is all exposed on national TV. And yes, they signed up for it. Uh huh. They're not victim because they chose this. Maybe not to the producers in the show, but then it raises for me a question Was it at their expense? The person who ends up hurt because the other person just went in it to learn something about themselves, because the other person just went in it to just see what happens.
1: I think that and I, I I can't speak for these people because I don't know but from what Deep D had said on the podcast she said at that point in her life that she had just got out Not I don't want to say just but she had previously previously had got out of a six-year relationship with someone um and that she was doing a lot of work on herself because she was overweight and she had low self-esteem so it took her a lot of years to kind of build up this um self-confidence and self-worth, right? Mm-hmm. So at that point, she felt like, okay, I'm at a point in my life where I feel like I can do this kind of show and find love in this kind of way. Cause she wanted the fairy tale love story, like, you know, I don't know like everybody, but like somebody like me, you know, the fairy tale love story. And her mindset yeah, and her mindset was like, I think I'm ready to find love in this kind of way. Mm-hmm. So what she was saying was, after being with somebody like Shake, and then we'll get into this maybe later, then with Kyle, mm-hmm. she learned new things about herself, about what she wanted out a relationship, about herself, after going through this kind of experience. So I don't think she went in there going, I'm going to learn about myself. I think she ended up learning different things about herself after going through this kind
0: of situation. So I think that's what she was alluding to. I think to be fair, Deep D is probably one out of the three that I think really went into this with the best intentions. And yes, truthfully, she went in it like I be- with her I agree. I agree. I do 100%. think so, to yes. be honest, um, which is kind of like what pisses me off for her a little bit that it didn't work out, but listen, it is what it is. Um, I want to go ahead and highlight, the couples real quick, just like a quick highlight of the couples. So uh, the listeners can understand why we're going to deep dive a little bit into, you know, the decisions that just people with our, I mean, they're more or less what, late twenties, early thirties, mid thirties.
1: And I like the fact that a a good majority of them are like late twenties, early thirties. Right.
0: So I I honestly feel like this applies to all of us. Mm -hmm. I feel that even for us who have chosen, you know, some people are like, oh, you know, I'm not married. I'm going to be 40 and now I'm ready to settle down. Newsflash, you may be in a good space financially with other factors to get married at 40 something. Kudos to you. <laughs> if you got no kids, that's great. That doesn't mean you're going to have marriage down packed. That's the newsflash here, ladies and gentlemen. That is the motherfucking newsflash. But let's highlight the couples. So we have Ayana and Jared. They were one of the couples that did get married.
1: Yes. And they were um, a fan favorite.
0: They were fan favorite. If you remember the second episode Jade and I recorded, which was the first one to highlight Love is Blind season two, I felt some, we kind of felt some a of way out of the fact that that was his second choice, right? But yes. to be fair, to be fair, all is fair in love and war. And we definitely highlighted this. I could be talking to a man right now and that could be his second choice and we could live happily ever after. You never know, right? right. Okay. I want to be fair on that, regardless of how I may have felt then or Jade may have felt <laughs> then. Let's just be fair, right? <sighs> Personally, they and they ended up not working out. They've officially announced their divorce. Yes. They showed during the after the altar special, which is um once they hit like their one year, correct? Or some shit like that.
1: Right. So, um, again, I got a lot of... Deep D was given a lot of uh, behind the scenes. So, they said after the altar was just a few weeks after the reunion.
0: God oh, damn.
1: So, I think they the couples had been married for a year, or the show they recorded a year ago. Mm-hmm. Then it was the reunion, and then a few weeks, a few weeks later
0: was after the altar. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So, they ended up not working out. Right. They ended up... And you can tell that during the, after the altar, they show that they've been having issues. Um, his parents didn't know her parents know everything. And so I wanted me.
1: My mom would have knew every fucking thing.
0: All right. So here's the thing. Cause I don't, I don't want to focus too much on the dynamics of each relationship. I want to focus on like the overview of them. Right. Yeah. So here's the thing. I think there's a lot of factors that may have affected Ayana and Jared. Jared, for sure. It was very clear. He still wanted to find a little bit of balance in. I'm still young. I could still go out. I could still do me with my boys. Yeah. And he wasn't really like understanding that. He also needed to make time for his wife. He also needed to come home. You know, this whole shit with men thinking they could just stay out all night when you got a wife at home. Mm. Yeah. And they were like, can two,
1: they were two complete opposites. She was very introverted and he was very, very extroverted.
0: Correct. And to be fair, opposites will attract. But in this case, it was a long stretch between the two. Like,
1: yeah, like, she had gave an example, like, he's out till, like, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. Like, yes. what are you, like, what are you doing? Like, me, worst case scenario, he's, he was some woman. Like, what are you doing out? No, no. At, like, no, what no. are you doing?
0: No, no, girl. I'm worried. I'm worried. I, the, the, the human in me.
1: Oh, you're the, so good.
0: The empathetic person in me, because part of my career, did something happen to him? Is he okay? Oh, my uh-huh. God. And then, if I discover that you are okay, and you just executively decided to stay out till three, four in the morning, you know how I'm gonna discover that—the moment you're trying to get back in to the house.
1: See, I wouldn't be able to sleep
0: because my grandfather, God rest his soul, used to—he—he <laughs> he was a locksmith. He—he oh. did—he did locks that would only close from the inside. They were like bolts. Mm. And so thanks to my grandfather, I've learned that that's definitely one of the things I'm going to have in my fucking house. And if you don't come home after a certain time and my dumbass is worried <laughs> and thinking the worst and your dumbass is out and about and you're not letting me know you're okay. Oh no, you're not coming in. You're going to have right. to explain it to your mom and your dad what just happened. You're not coming mm. back into the house. Absolutely not. Because for me, I do go first to worry. I do before I think anything. And then I'm going to have to hear your excuse to what happened. And let me not, you know, I don't incriminate on the show, but I will say there was once upon a time where the excuse didn't sound right. And I absolutely searched the wallet and I absolutely found something that was not okay. And wow. I needed to get a, a a second story in the mix because somebody was going to end up part, like, That's how bad it was, you know, so I don't want to make it sound like it's never happened to Daisy. No, it has. It absolutely has. Mm -hmm. It's those unfortunate situations where you really think something is wrong or this motherfucker was up to no good. Right. And for Ayana, beginning to the fact that she is such an introvert, that's just a space she was not comfortable in. That's just a, a, a household. There was no comfort for her because he's doing his thing and he's not doing his thing with her. Now, here's the thing based on what I was able to see on social media, I do believe she tried. I I, No, I agree with you 100 She she was out and about with him from uh, from what they would show. He would definitely share it and show it. He didn't deny it. He didn't sit there and say, no, she's lying or whatever. He didn't do that, right? And he admitted to what his actions or lack thereof was involving. Here's the only thing I do have a problem with when it comes to this relationship. Okay, and I respect Jade for admitting that she said that would be me. She would tell her mama everything, and you know. <laughs> I
1: ladies
0: and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, y'all can't be having your family all up in your business. I y'all get can. it. I you get can. it. I my mom was my way. best friend. Yeah, <laughs> so I get it. I get it. I learned the hard way. I learned the hard way what it is to bring your family into the mix. I've learned in a terrible way what it is to have the in-laws all up in your face, all up in your business. They then tend to step over boundaries and shout out to my ex-mother-in-law. And um it could get disrespectful. It can I'm sure to an extent when Ayana's mom kind of made us a, a a a very passive threat to Jarrett. Um, at the dinner table. At the dinner table. Like, me as a mom, and you're talking to my son, I don't give a fuck. Right. The mom what? and the dad did not
1: react the way that I thought they would. I'm like, my, like, yeah, like, you're not going to talk to my son like that. Yeah. But I think they could have also been in agreement with maybe what the mother-in-law was saying. I just, yes, I 100% agree. Agreed. Yes. Agreed.
0: I could be a human and say, all right, she got a point because that's her daughter. Yeah. So she got a point. I feel you. But what you're not going to do is you're not going to threaten my kid. I don't give a fuck if he's a grown ass man. You and I, we are fighting if you think you can threaten my kid. Because as far as I'm concerned, the way that communication was going, oh, what he made her cry because he didn't come home. I feel you, girl. I feel you. I Mm -hmm. understand. I've been there. However, my kid is not putting his hands on you. None of you are saying that or declaring that on national TV. So who the fuck is your mama to think that she could put? her hands on my son. And the reason why I'm so passionate about that, about why you don't involve your family is because I know what it is to be attacked by my former in-laws. I know what it is to be called out of my name, quote unquote, and be told certain things or have threats made to me when a bitch wasn't lying at all. You know what I mean? I I know what that's like and that's not okay because at the end of the day, I'm someone's daughter. You know what I mean? How dare you address me like that, defending your child so blindly, not holding them accountable to things or seeing what possibility they may have done wrong. So that's where I think um, marriage lesson number one try your best to not involve your family unless you really feel like your life is in danger and you need to get out of the relationship. There's some form of domestic violence that you would need to no longer be involved and you need the help. But if it's not like that, if it is like couples argue, right, there's issues in marriages. Yeah. Don't drag your family all into that. Cause I think that could definitely affect um, the success of a marriage. Just my personal opinion.
1: No, I agree with that a hundred percent. No, I, I, I agree.
0: Um, I want to highlight Danielle and Nick.
1: The two white people?
0: Yes. They were boring. Okay, so um (laughs) They were terrible. I'm gonna be very honest with y'all. That was like the couple that was the epitome of why friends should not get married because y'all not gonna be nothing more than friends. Okay? You got that from them? Yes. They Mm. built a friendship. That's all it was. They had company with each other. They understood their quirkiness. They th- That was friends. That was two people who really grew into a friendship. That's all I got from them.
1: She was very insecure. Ex- that too. I mean, incredibly insecure. <laughs> that too. Um, They were also kind of opposites, but I think they made some compromises mm-hmm. to try to be together, to try to make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, I do... I I mean, I wrote some notes down, but I do remember specifically them talking about them going on vacation together and that every time they went on vacation, something bad happened. I'm like, if that's not any indication of like your relationship, like, I don't know what (laughs) like I don't understand how you didn't see that as like a sign. No, good point.
0: Good but, point. I didn't know they said that. Fuck I missed yeah, that. Shit. Yeah, so
1: I think it was like towards the end and they were talking about traveling and that they've been doing a lot of traveling since they've been married, which I think is great. I think you should do that. Yeah, of and course. They, every single time that they've gone on vacation, something bad has happened. Every single time. Mm. I'm like, well, you girl. Know,
0: friends travel together too.
1: <laughs> it was just uh I didn't see any like real spark, anything. There was, like, no fire, nothing. Friends. <laughs> All right, okay. You could be right, yeah. I was just like, Like, when
0: no. you someone because there was no fire or spark, you're just going to be my friend.
1: Yeah, they were very bland. Like, they were just like...
0: They needed a little bit of seasoning, and they didn't have that. Neither one of them brought their own seasoning. They don't believe no. in seasoning.
1: And I, th- I think they were also at a point... Because they're both in their 30s, so, like... Mm-hmm. You know, there's also that pressure now when you're in your 30s and like, oh, mm-hmm. uh, it's like, I need to get married.
0: But that's exactly what I mean. I feel like a lot of them went into this season with that intention and that thought process. It was not about, let me really get to know this person. It was about, I just, I'm in my 30s and I got to do this. And that's right. how I, I really wholeheartedly felt was okay. the premise of this season. And this is why it was kind of upsetting. It should be considered a complete failure because the whole purpose, like you said in the beginning, was for couples to get married. And will they make it? That is the whole purpose to love is blind. Is love truly blind? And that is going to forever probably be the question, right? Because let's face it, I may not go into one of those shows, right? To find love, but I could find love in a month, meet somebody who probably checks off "Mm, eight out of the 10 boxes that I need to get checked off 80% perfect to my liking. And I'm going to be completely blinded to the fucking 20% that it's not perfect or to my liking. But because of the 80%, I'm gonna give this man a chance. That's a possibility too. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So I just, I think that to an extent, I respect the whole growth, especially for deep D because of what she went through y'all, this poor woman, the (laughs) that guy like he
1: was awful awful
0: embarrassed her belittled her talked bad about her to her face and behind her back yes a fucking nightmare like it was just gross and she's someone that i definitely feel bad for and i know we have people on the list that i want to talk about before her but i'm just going to jump right into deep d and kyle so kyle was a gentleman also on season two just like deep D deep D ended up with an asshole and Colin ended up with a bitch. And <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot.
1: I think. She, okay. Yes. I mean, I don't know if she, is she a bitch or like her another approach. one?
0: Her approach was, was bitchy.
1: I think, yeah, I think in another one, she was in her thirties. I, I, I don't think her, her intentions was genuine. She was mm-hmm. like in her mid thirties mm-hmm. and like relationships haven't been working. And like, she was like, okay, I need to get married. She was one of those for sure. Right, for sure, and she settled on Kyle, right? Knowing that the main criteria for her was religion, Jesus, and he was like an atheist. No, no, and she's super. She's Christian. <laughs> Sorry, like what? That's not funny.
0: But Jesus was her guy.
1: <laughs> yes, <Yeah, it's> like <laughs> no, and no, no. You're hundred percent correct. I'm like, how is this gonna work?
0: He's like, I, I don't believe it. She's like, oh, okay, fine, I'll marry you.
1: And he was That's a vegan what? and she liked me. And then she was forcing him to eat me. I'm like,
0: what? <laughs> this was this was all the way wrong. Yes. So fast forward to you know, after the altar, at the reunion, there was a little bit of like insinuating and flirting between Deep D and Kyle. Mm -hmm. And after the altar show that they became friends, really good friends. Okay. They
1: did. I have some tea on that too, but we'll get to that.
0: And apparently they ended up deciding to date. And apparently that ended fairly quickly. But the point is, I think to an extent, while I do believe their friendship was very genuine because they were able to lean on one another, I do think to an extent they may have also resorted into trying this out, but more so as rebounds. I do think so. To be honest, that might be a little messy. I don't know, but that's Talk to me, Jade. What's up?
1: I felt initially when I watched this, um, because I, I, I am like a connoisseur of like reality TV. Yes,
0: that's why you here, girl.
1: Television <laughs> in general, and I'm like, how produced is this relationship? Mm.
0: I'm
1: like, is this, is this real? Is this authentic? Like, how? real is this exactly so i went in it with the thought of like this is a produced relationship i do think that they generally like each other and are friends but the storyline of them is like oh should we cross the line Is fake it yeah. looks very much produced to me however after listening to deep Dee again <laughs> she did say that the feelings for them were actually real like they were real and they mm-hmm. did become super close friends
0: mm-hmm. and
1: that they were in that conflict of should we, or should we not take it there right. and right. that the producers forced them to talk about their feelings because they weren't really talking about them. So that's why it came off like producey because I'm like, what? Like, but it's because the producers forced them to talk about it. Cause they was kind of like, they knew that the feelings were there, and they were kind of just like, I guess, going with the flow, and she admitted that, you know, when they were dating other people, they would be kind of jealous and whatever. Um, So, they ended up did getting together, but then ended up breaking up, like, um, two months later. So, because... the
0: producers forced them to talk about this?
1: So, they already were having these things where they were hanging out, and there was this stuff, and then the fr- producers were like well, you guys need to talk about this on camera. Like, you guys need to talk about this.
0: But so that's you See, okay, so, so then you see, this is where... I get Deep D's point of, oh, there was growth, but this is exactly why this show is a complete bullshit to me because the producers, I know they're doing their job. They're going to want the clickbaits. They're going to want the, the, the streams. They're going to want all that jazz, right? And that's fine. That's great. Yeah. Fantastic. But at the end of the day, you know... <sighs> It's at the expense of who and at the expense of what and the cost of what, you know what I mean? There are people who, again, not everyone went in with true intentions. Some of them did. I think Kyle also did go in with true intentions. I believe so. Yeah. So that moment in itself, you're putting two people on the line that have already been through enough. And so it kind of makes me feel like you know, production is the bad guy here. It does make me feel that way. It makes me feel like just how successful is this show or just how meaningful is this show? You know, you used to have shows like Married at First Sight and there's people who have gotten divorced and there's people who are still married. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? For me, it's just it just comes to a point where it's like we're playing with people's lives and we're playing with the concept of what relationships are supposed to look like or can look like or should look like or could look like, would look like, might look like. And... I don't know if we're sending the right message across when it comes to people like ourselves in our mid thirties and who's ready to get married and who's not, who feels the pressure to get married or have children and so on. You know, that's
1: the beauty of this show. As a producer, you want people like that on your show because then you have dangerous, y'all. It is because this is you have to create a story, and you're going to use these people's story to create story. (laughs) Listen, I was a TV for television radio production, so I know, and it's fucked up, but you're going to use these people's stories to create a narrative. That's why we tune in, because not only do you fall for the people, but you're falling for the narrative.
0: So you have to create something. But some of us, though, some of us, though, we do want to see people be happy and we do want to see, you know, because it gives
1: us hope.
0: And more, that's what this show is selling us. More than hope. I I do not I know what that shit feels like. So I don't ever want to see anybody go through that. It's mm-hmm. it's a gross feeling to go through a divorce and when it's a nasty divorce, whoo, it's even worse. Like it's it's not a good feeling. It's just not. Like, I I feel really bad for anybody who has to go into a courtroom absolutely battle their relationship out with the other person, you know, it it sucks. And so I think that's where for me on a very triggering note, I feel some type of way with the direction that the show is going and okay. a bitch is going to tune into season three because I'm going to have a little bit of hope that there's a little bit of fucking redemption with this damn show. It that may be a little messy from the preview. <sighs> I haven't even looked at the preview cause I'm scared to. How about that? <laughs> How about that? You know, Um, also because not that I'm trying to sign up with Jade for the next season, hopefully in New York. Right. Not that I'm trying to do it. I'm not, I'm not. But if my girl's going to be on it, I need to make sure this shit works out because I
1: can't, you know what? I'm too jaded. Like I've watched too many, like too many seasons at this point to be like, is love actually blind? I mean, I I believe it can be, but
0: maybe maybe not for me. Maybe if the show gears more to love being actually real, it will mm-hmm. have a little bit of more success than focusing too much on the blindness of it all. My opinion. I don't know. Cause I think yeah, there's a difference.
1: We ha I, I also want to note. I don't know that there were also two other couples that they were not followed. I believe I said this in the second episode that there were two other couples that actually did get married, but they were just not filmed. Right. I don't know if they're together or not,
0: but I wonder why they didn't, maybe they didn't want to continue. That's a good question. Unless it's part of their contract, but I don't know. Unless the producers felt that they were boring. Imagine if their love story actually was successful.
1: That's what the, but that's what I'm trying to get at. What I've, happened to those two?
0: I bet you the reason why it's successful is because they told the producers to mind business, stay out of my fucking marriage, and that's
1: why their marriage was successful. <laughs> I mean, we don't know,
0: but don't. it could be a possibility that those two couples are probably still together. Absolutely. Um, I want to highlight the breakup etiquette <clears throat> with Ooh. the next few people. I, I decided to title it breakup etiquette, y'all. I need some of y'all to have a little bit more pride and a little bit of dignity. Okay. Especially when you're in the same room with your ex, which with your <gasps> ex and their new person potentially, or the one that was, it was still a little messy. Mm. Y'all I've been in both those situations in both those type of rooms. There's a way to have etiquette. Because at the end of the day, nobody should ever see you sweat. And your chin shall remain up. Always. Okay? Uh, There was a couple, Natalie and Shane, who made it to the altar, but she decided not to get married. Because they were also very tumultuous at one fucking point. So you thought, Jesus Christ, there was just so much going on between the two. It was was just too dramatic for me. It really was. I'm not even going to dignify it by saying it was passionate. Because that shit was not passionate. That was just drama, my opinion, girl. Okay, but she decided not to get married because he said some horrible shit to her the night before the wedding. Turns out they still tried to, like, see if it works after that. But one of the things that is a huge factor into this is that there was another girl who essentially Shane was considering. And. This girl did not really consider Shayna until so she found out that he proposed to Natalie. And that is Shayna, who was also there. Ding, ding, ding. Shayna was Kyle's. Okay. And yes. <laughs> this is where it's full circle, guys. Shayna ends up not marrying Kyle. But supposedly, while Natalie did not accept to marry Shane and they were still seeing each other, Allegedly, Shayna was all up in those DMs, and there was like stuff going on, and Natalie supposedly felt betrayed.
1: Allegedly, allegedly,
0: yes. and there was DMs when nobody seen them, and there was text messages, but nobody screenshot. First of all, we live in an era right now where you're not gonna tell me. Oh. I saw they DM'd each other, but bitch, you didn't take screenshots. You didn't take pictures of that shit. You bugging. Thank you. You bugging. You Like, you buggin'. how you going to
1: incriminate him and you ain't got no evidence talking about you saw it? She okay.
0: lying. She lying. I want to be fair on this. Y'all know, as just as much as I know, if I'm going to say, <laughs> I caught you on this, you bet your ass everybody's going to see it that needs to fucking see it, starting with you, and I'm going to have fucking screenshots. I had I had receipts of text messages back when you could not screenshot because <laughs> I took yeah. a picture of the phone from my phone. That's what the fuck I did. Yeah, in case anybody had... wanted to delete something. So yeah, I'm yeah, just no saying. Receipts. I'm just saying with Natalie in particular. I think what we saw was not growth at all. To Deep Dee's point, I think we saw someone who was just stuck, stuck Girl. so much on what could have been, and to an extent, and you know, maybe this is not going to be everybody's opinion if you've seen the show, but this is like your classic bitter girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, who just wants to continue being petty and victimizing herself because at one point, I was just like, you have to stop. Like, you cannot possibly think that you can move on with your life and be this disgustingly petty.
1: Yeah, she was playing victim the whole, I'm like, girl, girl, There's two sides to everything. I'm not saying what Shane supposedly said to you was correct. Right. According to Shane, though, she had kind of egged him on a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I believe she poked the bear and then he reacted. Mm -hmm. And then she kept saying, I've been protecting him. At the very end, she's like, I've been protecting him this whole time. And I just have to move on with my life because I can't. I'm like, girl, girl, girl. It's been like a year already.
0: When people say I've been protecting him or her, I I need people to understand words mean something. Uh, we have to be very wise with the words that we choose to use. Anybody? Cause I know I did when she said I've been protecting him. I was I would not to say that what he did was not bad for her. But when she kept saying I was protecting him, I really thought she was going to say he was a fucking monster who like roughed her up or something or like put his hands on her or I don't know. Right. Something along those lines, the way she kept saying I was protecting him, protect, protecting him from what? If he was really sliding into another woman's EMs, what the fuck were you protecting him from? He's not going to be the first nor the last man to do that. And I'm not justifying him. I'm just saying some of us have been there, girl. So what exactly have you been protecting him from? I was she confused.
1: Did, yeah. She was like, I don't really want to expose him. Well, then shut the fuck up then.
0: Move then on. don't say shit. Exactly. Uh, to be fair, I think Shane to an extent needed a little bit of more maturing into what he really wanted. I don't know if he was fully clear either. I think right. he went in a little bit confused. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, Shana's doing her thing. She did not marry Kyle. She claims... Allegedly, she's not doing anything with Shane. I believe and that. Homegirl got engaged and she's going to get married to someone completely outside of the pods. So, there. Kudos to her. She really embodied the whole concept of moving on. And that's exactly what the fuck she did. So, <laughs> she did. shout out to her. Even though I still thought she was a bitch, shout out to her, though. She's doing exactly what she got to do.
1: Mm-hmm. The
0: last couple I want to highlight Sal and Mallory. Gross. Salome. I'm Sorry. Salamount. What you said?
1: Oh no, I thought you meant the other girlfriend's name. No, Sal and Mallory. Yes. Oh,
0: we're gonna talk about her. This is the last this is the last couple I want to highlight real quick before we highlight a few other themes. Um, Sal and Mal. They they ended up choosing each other. Uh, fun fact, there was a point that Jared, that was his first choice, Mallory was. Remember, Ayana was the second yes. choice. But Mallory went with Sal. Looking back on their relationship. Even before I figured out, well, well, we all figured out what allegedly really happened between them. I don't know if Sal was really in it to be in it. I really question it now. I also don't think Mallory was totally sure, but I'm not sure if Sal was in it. He was giving me a little bit of the vibes of, let me turn to my sisters to victimize myself a little bit. I kind of got that. <laughs> I I did. He said uh, the reason why things didn't work out with them. um, They said it at the end of the show, of the episode. The very last one of After the Altar was because one day she went out with friends. She ended up in a car, drunk, piss drunk with a guy. And she was not very nice to him when he saw her with the guy. And he thought something went down, according to Sal.
1: Right. He was waiting for her. Right. They were supposed to do something for their wedding or some crap Mm -hmm. like that. And he was waiting for her and then she never
0: showed up. Right. And then he found out she was in a car with a guy and she was drunk. Uh, He made it seem he was he was alluding to something and he made it seem like that was like his last straw.
1: He got on my nerves. But let's not forget that at some point his ex-girlfriend showed up at their house talking about like she was still in love with him or they weren't exactly broken up. Something like that.
0: Exactly. So I think that there was definitely confusion between the two um just on their own and then with one another um i'm also and this is you know i really don't give a shit who gets offended but again i want to emphasize the whole thing stop bringing your shit and your bullshit to your family this whole little thing with let me i'm the only brother let me turn to my sisters and what was me and let me victimize myself and sisters oh my god help me typical shit that men do sorry mm-hmm. but yes Sorry, and this is why I try not to date men with sisters. Uh, but yes, that is exactly why because I, I just can't. I know what kind of sister I am. This is why I don't date men with sisters. I'm just saying. But yes, so that in itself was a, a something I didn't like. I want to close this little part out with Sal's girlfriend. So they're in this after the altar episode. They're all reunited, celebrating, you know, Petty Natalie's birthday. It's '90s or some shit like that. Yeah, and he has his girlfriend there. What was her name again?
1: Oh, I wrote it down. Um, yeah, I well, as I look oh, for it,
0: she, 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 girl number, ugh, she was doing the most, the most, guys, the most. For if no the reason. most had an outfit,
1: what was her name?
0: I forgot her name, but the point is this. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to break the ice for Sal and Mal to talk because they had not spoken, right? And it's, as I said, there's always awkwardness when you're in the same room with your ex. What's her name? I,
1: why don't I have it? I have it here. Keep going. I'm okay. Sorry. So
0: they finally talk. He finally approaches Mal. Mal is talking to him. Mal was just minding her business. Mal was doing what any ex girlfriend could do and should probably do when you're in the same room with your ex and his new girlfriend, you mind a business, you know, it's uncomfortable. You know, it's a little awkward. It always is. So you keep a little bit of distance because you want to enjoy yourself because you want to protect your space, your energy, your whole vibe. You're with friends. You don't want a new bitch to fuck with that. You don't want your ex to fuck with that, but no, Sal had to come over. And Sal had to talk to her, and he had to start a conversation with her. You know, because so I'm sure things,
1: the producers were like, "You, you gotta, gotta go talk to her, her. right? Have okay, talk to her. Right? No problem,
0: cool." And here comes his girlfriend, and his girlfriend comes in, and she's like, "Yeah, you know, can I have a conversation with her? Like, can I talk to her?" For and what? She moves Sal over. My poor girl Ma was like, "Why?" But okay, she wasn't rude. She kept it real cute. She has etiquette all around, okay? And in this conversation, Sal's new girlfriend felt the need to say to her that she wasn't even worried about her being there. Girl,
1: I fucking (laughs) screamed. How dare Dare you. you? Come up to me talking about, I want to have a conversation with you. Like, I want to break the awkwardness and then have the nerve to say I wasn't even worried about you.
0: Right, right. (laughs) To me, you know what that's called in my book? That is called someone who, A, he went in to try and tell his end of the story and victimize himself. Yes. Quote, unquote, exposing Mal. But B, his girlfriend went in there to try and provoke Mallory. That's how I saw that. Because anybody else would have been like, bitch, what? What are you talking oh, about? You wasn't worried cool. about me. I, I didn't been... even know you was coming. Who Excuse are me? you? Like, exactly. why, why do you feel the need to approach me at that point? Because let me tell you something. It's one thing to be a bitter ex-girlfriend who has not moved on or who is just awkward to be in a space with your ex. It's another to have the new girlfriend feel that because she's just the new girlfriend, she could come and try and size you up and she could try and approach you and say some dumb shit to you. And that's where I feel like, love is blind and the whole purpose to this show, even in after the altar, whatever the agenda is that the producers have, they're losing the whole touch and the whole purpose in my book of what this whole experiment is with people falling in love in pots, just my opinion. That's where I think that's what kind of like sealed the deal for me, where I'm looking at love is blind a little sideways.
1: Well, yeah, I, because if what, if I, if, from what I can remember, season one's reunion wasn't this involved, it like not I think it was just one episode this after the altar was three episodes. Yeah. that's completely unnecessary in my opinion. Mm-hmm. like it didn't it just felt like a fake thing to get them all together just to re like just to put a bow on the season like. That's when I'm like, okay, so this is no longer an experiment. Now this is like
0: a reality TV show. Exactly. There we go. Boom, boom. That's it. That's the one. That's the because, one. It was an well, experiment, and now it's become just for the fuck's shits of drama. That's what it is. And right, I'm having I, a I, hard time with it.
1: I'm disappointed in the fact that it's be. I mean, there's a part of me that's disappointed because I want to believe that, like, you can find love this way. Of course. As somebody who's like, you know, I'm a hopeless romantic. I fantasize. But I'm also, like, in love with the... As someone who likes TV, who's, like, in love with the fact that somebody has created a television show based on the hopes and dreams of millions of people trying to find love. (laughs) The way you said that. (laughs) And like has decided to to
0: fuck with everybody's (laughs) mind.
1: Right. Like it's crazy. It's more, it's not like they called it a social experiment. It's moved beyond a social experiment because experiment you want to do like maybe once or twice, but like a third time, (laughs) a third time, there's no longer an experiment. It's a show now.
0: She's like, it's like when we want to have kids, you might want to have one or two, and then you're like, oh, the third one. Let's see how we don't fuck this one up.
1: <laughs> it's just like I don't. I mean, <laughs> we got lucky in season one with two couples who are still married because I feel like the authentication of the show, the experiment, was achieved. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, okay, so what else? Can, I mean, it's a money maker. It's a clickbait. We're talking yeah. about it, so it's done its job. You know what yeah. I mean? Ah, uh, it just felt very produced, very, very much produced. And as you, as Diti said, the conversations that they were not having on camera were forced to be on camera.
0: It's disgusting. That shit pisses me off, to be honest with you. And there's a reason why. And I'm going to hit it off on the overdose, but it pisses me off. It absolutely does. uh, Because I really was hoping that it was something like we were really watching here, but. It is what it is. I mean, that's TV for you, right? That's production. I mean, thank God they're not. Are they like even casted or it's like, you know, qualifications? Like it's not like an actor here auditioning.
1: That's a good question. So I remember when I was going to sign up for the wow. show.
0: <laughs> Jade so is you, like, let me tell you the behind the scenes. I know. Well, I
1: don't really know because I know that. Do you remember when Netflix had like that big casting call? Yes. Like they were casting and you could be on any show. Yes. So Love is Blind was one of the shows you could sign up for. So I'm a suit and you had to like take a picture, fill out like a questionnaire. And then I guess they call you. Uh, And then you had to make like a one minute video. What? So um, I, you know, it's an audition process. And then based off, you know, the levels of uh, interviews, I guess that's when you get on the show. But I don't know personally, but I remember when I was trying to sign up like, it was a whole survey. And I love
0: how Jada is like, I was totally trying to sign up. and this no, I is really I was. I love it.
1: Because they, had, because they were looking for
0: people in New York City. And I'm oh. like. You're like, I'm here, y'all. I'm
1: here. I don't know what stopped. I, I guess I got like scared. I'm like, I don't know if I could really be on this show because I well, know for me, love is not blind. You so. have
0: to have balls to do something like this and to televise it. I mean, you need a good set of balls for it. Honestly. You need
1: confident girl. Some not people do
0: it for the interest of being on TV and hoping that they go viral. Other people really do it because they really are going into it with the real intention, you know? So yeah, that's why I think I'm having a hard time with this. Also, I'm going to throw out the question in there, not throw it out. I'm going to put it out there. The question, then do we think based on what we know with season two and what fucking messy shit season three is going to come with, I have to go watch the trailer now guys. But do we think that these reality TV love shows, right? The, the reality love TV shows, are they the real toxicity that is going on in today's society when it comes oh, to love?
1: Is it like reflective of what's going on now? Yes. Um, I don't know if this show in particular is. Because okay. you're going into this not seeing the other person. Like nowadays you have so many dating apps and social media. Like... <sighs> You're forced to, even if the pictures are fake or doctored or filtered, wow. like you're seeing somebody, you're seeing something. Mm-hmm. So your initial reaction to swipe left or swipe, swipe right or match to somebody is based off you think they're cute, right? Mm-hmm. And then you, I, I don't know about you personally, but I feel like when you're on a dating app, oh, this person's cute. Now let me read what they're about. Oh, you, read, you know what I mean?
0: Wait, is that your approach?
1: Probably this is why I'm super single. Wow. (laughs) Because
0: it's like, oh, he's
1: cute. Okay, so let me read what he's about. Instead of like, all right, let me read what he's about first. And then do I like what he's about rather than like, oh, he's cute. So that's why I don't Mm -hmm. know if this show is exactly reflective of what's happening now. Because they're spending, according to DD, 50 hours a day.
0: That's, wait, that's not even
1: possible. That's not There's possible, no way. girl. That's 24. That's 24 hours in a day.
0: Like, she collectively?
1: 50 <laughs> hours. Like,
0: their 24 hours and my 24 hours? That's only 48, but okay, I get it.
1: <laughs> right, so she said they're spending at least 50 hours talking to these people.
0: That has to be a week.
1: It has to be.
0: Well, I mean, think about it, right? An eight-hour shift, five days a week is how many hours?
1: That's 40 hours. So you're spending 50 hours a week. Yeah. Talking to these people. That's and the show, a lot. Yes. And the show. First of all, I don't st-
0: got that much to fucking say. Not even in dating. In pods. Why the fuck 50? Shit. Well if, you th-
1: well, if you think about it, like she said, on the first day, you meet everybody. And then from there, you narrow it down to like your one or two people. And then you're exclusively talking to them. For like the next
0: week or so. Let me tell you why I would not be a good candidate for this show. Okay? Because we're going to come back to the show itself. But this is why. We had a consultation come to the house. Potential contractor. For something we want to do here. I'm the one who did the initial conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. This guy comes in. He's clearly a salesperson. And he got to sell this shit, right? Like We got (laughs) to believe in him, right? Yes, But he's trying too hard to be friendly. And so he's asking about the cats. He's asking about the dogs. He's I asking hate that. about, you know, the the structure here, whatever. Shout out to my brother because he's better at this than me. My brother's there talking to him. My brother's answering the questions, not giving too much information, but answering the questions, right? He's surely the friendlier person here than than me. The guy right. starts to talk to me. So do you have a car too? And this is me. No. <laughs> oh, did, wh- when you get, are you going to get one? N- maybe. Well, when you do, are you going to park it in the driveway? I mean, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, and you live here too, right? I'm like, mm-hmm. and I'm just not the one, right? My thing, my approach is because I, I don't like the the chatty, the the chatty. The, I, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like anything that comes off a little too intrusive, which is why I say you got to have a big set of balls to go on a show like that. Right. I don't like anything that comes off too intrusive or too stepping over a boundary. I don't like anything that feels like you're trying to get a lot of information all on day one. And so that's where I would not be a good candidate for a show like that. Because I I understand I I, I have trust issues with that, primarily because I don't know if you're a fucking psycho and you're going to try and fucking kill me. So there, but. That that's just me. That's just where my mind goes. Other people are like, "Bitch, relax. (laughs) It's just a question."
1: (laughs) No, no. I think for that kind of show, you have you're kind of putting it all out there because the time frame is so short. I think you have a a span of about six to eight weeks in total to like. I think you have a week to get to know somebody, and then you figure out if you want to get married. I think you have a week for the honeymoon and then you have four to five weeks to live together and then get married. So, so it's that a ma- is
0: ten weeks. Right. To make a decision if this is the person you want to propose to, to make a decision to, that is this is the person you want to marry. That is ten weeks. That is a little not even a first trimester. Like that's a very short amount of time. Yeah. I'm not sure if I can wholeheartedly say that this show is not to a certain level a little slight bit of toxic um to kind of set the tune that people could possibly fall in love in 10 weeks and have a full wedding and live happily ever after I don't know
1: no I uh when you put it in that context yeah I understand like you don't really know somebody. Can you really get to know somebody thoroughly? In Shout Chinese? out to my
0: mother. My mother says till this day, she's married to my dad almost 50 years. She says, you never really know the person you're married to. No, because you're always learning about them. And motherfuckers always changing. My dad gets grumpier by the year. <laughs> <laughs> it's always changing. i be sometimes looking at her like, I love my dad, but how do you do it? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> Like, this long?
1: Like, really? Like, Sometimes I think love just, just takes over. I think the love really just has to be there at that point.
0: It could be also just, like, the companionship, right? When you've yeah. just grown so accustomed to someone. And I think that's what really seals the deal of the entire concept to why people really get married and why people really create families. Mm-hmm. You know? And no, not the type like Nick Cannon. I mean, like, you know the type that I I don't want to be alone. I don't want to have my home feeling lonely. I want to have my kids here. I want to have my partner here and so on, you know, and listen, there are some who fuck with the lifestyle than it kind of has. And that's also a different way of not being lonely, but I'm really talking about the ones that, you know, say the people who don't really come from families and they want to create a whole big family because they don't like the feeling of loneliness. When you think of growing old, you think of I don't wanna be alone. I yes. don't wanna be grow, I don't wanna grow old and be alone and feel lonely. There's a friend, it's so funny because I told them today that I had quoted him in a previous episode, but I don't incriminate people, so I didn't say his name. So I'm not gonna say his name today either. <laughs> but today we were talking about like imagine growing old and you're by yourself you have no one you have no family and That's this was terrifying. not part of like the little script the, the little not script the little agenda that i i presented to jade at all whatsoever it just so happened today he was on a job and he saw someone who is alone this person has no one and he shared it with me he said yo imagine if like That was us. Imagine of like, yo, like you imagine that feeling that you really have no one. And when you put it in that way, right? Yeah, I can see why toxic or not. People may resort for a show like Love is Blind. People may resort to that extreme courageous measure of going through 10 weeks to see if they find the one and taking a chance and a risk at that moment to see if this could be it for them, you know? And I get it to an extent. I don't get it, but to an extent, I do.
1: So then, um, let. So then, like, what? Ha, so then, what's the difference now between like the arranged marriages back in like the old days, and that these people are still married? Okay, like what so, is the difference? Because it's essentially it's the same thing.
0: So this is a good question. I've never had an arranged marriage. Well, marriage number two. There was an agreement, <laughs> an arrangement. <laughs> I'm not going to say what it was, but (laughs) we knew what it was. Anyway, the point is, the point is, I worked for someone many years ago. Uh, I think same culture and background as Mm Deepthi. And he was in his, I want to say late 30s. I would have to text my friend because she ended up working for him too. And he was like running the company. And this is back when I worked in the garment district. Yes, there was a point I worked in the garment district, like the fat the fashion district. I should say garment, the fashion district. Um, I was the person who we were checking like the swatches of like the clothes okay. that we were producing, right? And so he was like the owner. And one day we go to like this huge meeting. He's like, "Deezy, you're gonna come with me," and I'm like, "Okay, so I'll go with you." And I was really young; I was still in college. I'm 36, y'all. And <laughs> we're going in the car. And he's like, he's smoking up a fucking cigarette. And if you know me, I hate fucking cigarettes. But he's like, you know, I'll put that the window. So, you know, you don't smell like cigarette. Bitch, I'm smelling like a fucking cigarette. Now my mom is going to think I'll smoke a cigarette. But whatever. So we're going and he's like, I have a project for you, okay? And I was like, okay. And he's like smoking and he's driving. He has like a little um Toyota Camry. You would never think he was, like, the owner of the fucking company. He had, like, a little Toyota Camry. He was handsome, though. Don't get me wrong. Like, the way he presented, even though he looked like shit half the time, but he was ah. he was handsome, and you could tell. Like, he just yes. he had looks on him, right? And then he's like, okay. He's like, when we get back to the office, I'll show you. It's three binders. And I said, okay, fine, no problem. So we go to this big meeting. I'm his assistant for the day. I'm bringing the stuff, whatnot, whatever. We do what we got to do, and we're driving back to the office. We got upstairs, so he's like, "Daisy, come to my office. I have to show you the binders." So I'm like, "Okay." So I'm here thinking, "We're picking swatches." I'm here thinking this is gonna be a new line and whatnot, and he's like, "Okay." So look, and I would never forget. He stood there like he was fucking Superman with his fucking hands on his on his hip, and he's like, "This." All right, so look. That's the power pose. Yes, and he's like, "Look, my mom and my dad want me to get married," and I was like, "Okay." There's three binders on the desk. I'm not going to say his name, y'all. I'm not. But I heard he's very happily married now. And it was definitely someone he picked from a book. And so and he got kids. And they're so beautiful. So he brings out the binder. He's like, they want me to get married. I need you to pick the best ones out of these three books. (gasps) Okay? And he, this is what he said. Rule number one. Look at me. And then you're going to look at them. And you're going to pick, like, the best ones and I said okay I said is there anything in particular like you like like anyone I could like he said sure he gave me people I had to look them up on the internet to know what the fuck I was looking for more or less he's like you gotta pick the best ones because then I gotta show my mom and my dad and I was like okay and basically they then had to go to these people these women's parents and tell them that you know their son would want to meet them because basically what it is, at least in this culture, the way it was presented to me in that moment and how I understood it was that there was more than enough women to choose from, but they had to wait to be chosen to make that arrangement at that point.
1: So the woman couldn't do the arra- Like
0: The way he presented it to me was this way. That's that's. I mean, we're talking like when I was like 18, y'all. Okay. Like, this was like a long time ago, 18 years ago. So, I listen, I picked the baddest ones I could back then. <laughs> I said, you know, this person, that person, some of them lived in the States. Some of them didn't. They were overseas. Majority were overseas. And he looked through the ones I picked and he was like, okay, this is good. You did good. You did good. This is good. This is good. And he got on the phone and he told his mom and dad that he had picks so that they can start making those calls And he could start going on these dates, like to get to know them, to get to meet them.
1: My question to you is, (laughs) why didn't he want to choose them?
0: He didn't have time, girl. He had meetings. They were putting pressure on him that he had to get married. He had to choose a wife. And to an extent, I might be making this shit up. I don't know, but it makes perfect sense at this moment. The company might have been on the line at this point. The point is... He needed to get married. He needed to settle down. He needed to show and have an indication that he was ready for the next step. That was it. That was the pressure that he was getting this whole fucking time.
1: Did he marry any of the girls that you I picked? I don't
0: know if he married any of the ones I picked, but I had a friend. Shout out to my friend. She knows who she is, who kept working there. And I do believe he ended up like meeting someone. Um, I think it was arranged. Uh, He had children. Beautiful kids. Oh. Um, but... There was like a whole thing, I do believe. Um, that's what it was his story. But there was it, there's a whole thing to this, to this whole arrangement. And and I do think to an extent, it's a very thin line. It could be very similar to it, right? Because it's kind of like you're arranging your own marriage, right? You're But that's what Deep Dee said. Right. That
1: technically the kinda show like is that. arranging her. Yes, yeah, yes, it's yes, kind of yes. like
0: that. I want to be fair on that. That's exactly what we're looking at, you know? So I mean Listen, arranged marriages is is something from a very long time ago, but it is still something that's very true and is still happening. There are actually TV shows that have been aired in recent years the of Indian arranged marriages. Yes, a good show. yes, it, it is happening, and I've heard of people who, in different cultural backgrounds, they're still going through it. There are some women who are of my age, like they have certain rules that they have to follow of what their wedding is going to look like and who the candidate can be. Um it's very strict on culture and very strict on certain aspects that cannot are not interchangeable. You get what I mean? So yeah. the, it's still something that's very real to an extent. Um, I want to push this a little further. Let's push the needle a little bit further. Yes. It feels I'm like moving. a little Richter scale type of a, let's, let's shake the table a little bit while Jade is shaking the little table over there. But I I want to highlight this as part of the conversation when it comes to relationship dynamics, right? And what does that look like since we've dived so deep into what arrangements look like, or when you're getting to know someone in a span of six to 10 weeks to decide if this is going to be your forever person and the set of balls, you need to go and do that the set of balls. You need to meet someone for the first time and decide I'm going to marry this person because it's what my parents and their parents want, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to arrangements, when it comes to agreements, what does consent look like? And I'm throwing it out there because Again, having a conversation today of the level of comfort and trust that has to build up for some people to take it to that next level, to get to that comfort of even remotely allowing this man to put his hand on my shoulder or his hand on my back. Now, don't get it twisted. I could get down. That's not the point. The point is, I need Mm -hmm. to give you consent, right? I need to feel comfortable to a certain extent to be in that space. You mean consent in what way, though? Like, in what kind of context? In any way. In any way, it's kind of like, you, is 10 weeks enough time to build that level of trust where I can go into this person's personal space? So let's talk about
1: this, right? So let's say you're talking to one person because mm-hmm. this has happened to me, right? So when I was younger, I used to meet guys online. This is, and this sounds bad. I should, I should say I should meet boys because I was, like, in high school. Okay. Let's, let's, let's be clear. Okay. I was a teenager, and I used to go typical, you know, early 2000s. You used to go, if you had AOL, you used to go to, like, chat rooms chat and stuff rooms. to meet people. Mm-hmm. This is, I'm aging myself. So, I would go into, like, a chat. I used to be obsessed with, like, in sync and all that stuff. So, I would go into chat rooms, and I would just happen to meet guys my age. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) And um I would chat with them. Uh And I don't I this is before like webcams. Well, they probably had webcams. I never had one. Uh Um, I didn't have a digital camera in the beginning. So like Mm. I don't know what these fucking people look like. So basically, I'm going into this blindly with someone who I'm assuming. I shouldn't say assuming because I ended up did exchanging numbers with some of them, and they were. Real. My they were real and they were my age and like we actually met up in person. But um and initially you're talking to these people, chatting with them online or on the phone for hours Mm -hmm. almost every single day. So you end up building an emotional connection to these people based on conversations. Okay. Which is what Love is Blind is initially about that you're meeting someone that you don't know, you haven't seen, but based on conversations. You are building an emotional connection. So I can see that after talking to somebody for a week, exclusively one person, and you're divulging your deepest inner thoughts, feelings, opinions, you know, about yourself to this person because your intent is to marry this person. Mm -hmm. There's an emotional connection built. Okay. So when you finally see this person, when they, the doors open and you meet and then You know, there's an attraction there already. It it may not be an initial physical attraction. The physical attraction may add to the emotional connection that you may have with this person. Okay. The consent comes. You, I mean, you can technically, after talking to somebody for how many days, have some type of consent to let this person into your personal space to sleep with them. You didn't see this person, but you've been talking to them for two, three, four straight days. And you feel like you, this person knows you better than anybody else knows you based off the, you know, conversations that you've had. And, you know, you can definitely have somebody consent to let them into your personal space for you to be intimate with them. It can happen. So love is a dial up. Love is a dial up. With consent. Yeah. I mean, some people, I mean, you did have Ayana who, I mean, she lied about this, who <laughs> said that she wasn't sleeping with Jared until they got married. Uh, we learned after the fact that they actually did end up having sex on their, uh, not even honeymoon on like, you know.
0: The trip. The trip. The trip after they just spoke for like six to four weeks, four to six weeks. Some shit no, like, that.
1: like like four to six days. Four to six days. Was it four to six days? No. Well, because you have to remember that, like, I think they're in the pods for maybe ten, a week to ten days. So, like, depending on how early you decided that this was gonna be the person that you're gonna talk to, you could be talking to this person for like a whole week,
0: exclusively. <sighs> I don't know. I just think that there's just so there's there's still certain levels to the consent piece, to be honest. Um, I am too aging myself because I'm definitely from the AOL chat rooms era. Okay, (laughs) and I feel you 100 percent like, you know, getting to know people there you know, flaring a little bit here and there. And then do I meet you? And then, you know, there was this whole, t- oh, don't meet nobody from the internet. It's, it's a pedophile. Oh well, my I've, God. Had some freak- yeah. I've had some
1: scary moments, but yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah same. Uh, but, you know, just because you and I talk for this long, and I'm talking about when I was a teenager, right? But it also applies to now, just because I talked to you for this long. And I think to a certain extent, this is why I am the person that I am today. You know, I've come on this microphone and I've kiki and I've said, you know, yeah. If I'm going to deal with you, I'm going to ask for a picture. I want to see your package. I want to see what you're doing. I want to see what you're working with. Because if I already know that it's going to lead into that, and I already know that I want to, I'm going to want to not only be physically involved with you like that, but I want to have that level of intimacy with you. There's a whole thing that attaches for me of the physical body as well. And it's not just, oh, he got, got big arms and this. And this. No, no, no. It's more. It's about yeah. desire for me at that point
1: right so have you not met this person at all yet we're talking about like even, if I've met, met them. Like
0: on- even if I've met them even if i've met them
1: all right okay keep talking because i'm a little bit confused
0: what part is confusing you
1: the picture part but why so by- this
0: goes back to the consent t- does that you're mean you're talking about
1: like a physical picture <laughs> or are you no, talking about like like just a- <laughs> oh okay because that's what i'm saying i'm like what
0: kind of you need a physical picture? Like, like I'm not for me. my wallet. No, <laughs> that's f- what I was. Gonna, I'll I like, don't need you to give me a picture with like your name in the back and a dedication. <laughs> I was like, not what for the mean? wallet, like, surely not for my office. <laughs> oh, okay, I understand. No, ma'am. Now. No, no, I misunderstood. That's okay. I'm glad we clear that up. It's a valid clarification. Um, no, not not in that sense, but yes, in the sense of. For me, I take it as that is part of the consent, is asking for certain things. It is asking to become that level of intimate, it is asking for that consent of yours to become that level of physical that to me is important. And, and because of the importance that that is for me in this day and age of the way dating looks like today, which is so funny that you bring it back to the AOL chat rooms because essentially that's exactly how the fuck this shit is, to be honest with you. Except back then we didn't all have cameras today. Everybody got a fucking camera, especially on their phone, right? right? Yeah. But for me, it's kind of like, how does the consent look? as a relationship is evolving when we're talking about these arranged marriages as the relationship is evolving when we're talking about dating in the pods you know um deciding after 6 days 6 to 10 days that we're going to go on the trip and we're going to get down and dirty how much of that was a real consent as to was it an emotional consent was it just a physical consent was it an intentional consent you know we focus so much on consent when it comes to Did she say no, you know, Mm -hmm. or did he say no? Because let's face it, it could go both ways, right? But I think that there's more to the idea of consent when it comes to the dynamic of relationships these days. I think that we focus too much on just the yes or the no, or was it or was it not, you know, let's put it out there, rape, right? Mm -hmm. As opposed to, is it the consent and is it the okay for you to even be in my personal space, for you to even lay in bed with me? For you to be able to put your hand on me or something else, you know, like it, it's all of that to me. And, and I, I am not sure if we're shining enough light to what the entire topic and in the entire importance of consent looks like when we're talking about the different relationship dynamics.
1: I do want to bring up, though, in season two, Shayna and Kyle did sleep in separate rooms because she wasn't comfortable with that yet that's valid though you don't know this fucking person
0: but then it goes back to the question it's the pressures of the producers is the pressures of that we're even facing right like don't you mm-hmm. ever feel pressure that if you're going to date someone at what like isn't it a pressure for you to at what point is this guy not gonna you know just release the questions or the information or the conversation of sex
1: i feel like that comes up quite early unfortunately
0: So it goes hand in hand with what we said with Shayna, right? Mm -hmm. She was all about Jesus. She was not with the shits of like sleeping in the same room from jump, right? Meanwhile, she's supposed to have six to 10 days to decide if this is going to be the one. Right. So is there already a consent to the point that you made earlier, right? Is there already a consent and the fact that I'm sharing all these conversations with you, I'm having all these shared moments, I'm sharing secrets with you, I'm getting to know you, all the stuff. So does the consent already come in that automatically? Like, is it implied? Right. That's where I'm talking about when it comes to consent. And it begins with something as small as, oh, let me get a dick pic. It begins as small as, oh, let me see what you're working with. It begins as small as that to something even bigger.
1: Girl, don't even ask me for that shit.
0: <laughs> Listen, it happens, send- though. So.
1: Yeah, don't just send me something like that. That's gross. You
0: would prefer to ask for it?
1: Okay, so if we're dating and I... Like, just don't send me a dick pic, though. Like, just don't do that. If No. Like, ever. No, I, I don't mind them, but... It's okay. like we would send it to me in the right context. Just like
0: it's you wanting the it's you wanting to give the consent for them to send it.
1: Well, that's how ha- that has to be a conversation then. Like, are you comfortable with that kind of with that level of, you know, how do I say this with that level of not even comfortability? It could be comfortability like with that level of like conversation. Like, are you into stuff like that? Like. What happens if you and I are talking for a couple months and I just you're, and right. you're at work and I, you
0: are 10 days in the pods of the Hell, <laughs> No,
1: I don't want to picture your <laughs> penis after 10 days.
0: I just want to give a shout out to the fact that both Jade and I have pink nails. Yes! Let me just throw that shit out there. That's like a vibe. <laughs> um, but this is exactly why I wanted to highlight consent. This is exactly why I feel like when we're talking about reality TV shows and love TV shows, you know, I feel like it's disrupting a little bit what the culture is today in society when it revolves around love and just how fine and how thin and blurred line it is when it comes to certain boundaries and the topic of consent. I think that that's where maybe certain people feel like he was so disrespectful or my God, he was DMing this one or, oh my God, there was flirting or, oh my gosh, she was with a guy in the car she was drunk. I think there's so much that revolves around the topic of consent when we're talking about just dating and when we're talking about arrangements and agreements or intention when it comes to love and dating, right? And I feel like there's so many blurred lines around the topic of consent. And it's not just limited to the dick pics. Mm -hmm. That's exactly where I'm going with this conversation. To take it even further, we have today people admitting, and I'm not going to say their name because I'm just completely, utterly and purely disgusted with what I heard and what I saw. But I also want to shine light on it a little bit um, on what it looks like when we violate consent. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, recently there was, and you know, it's funny because we just totally went through a whole episode and I was touching on the as raw as it gets and the double or nothing. And, and now we're leaning into overdose. And it's so funny, cause I didn't mention none of the segments, but the conversation has flowed guys. Yes. Now recently there was someone in this space of podcasting who in an episode that was later brought down, admitted a wrongdoing. It's a wrongdoing, right? That at some point in his life. He has pretended to go into a corner of a room after getting to know a woman. Who is this woman? Who the fuck knows? Or who are these women? Who the fuck knows? Doesn't really fucking matter. Clearly, they gave consent to be intimate. Clearly, they gave consent to be in a room, in a bed with this person and gave the consent for there to be sexual act to happen and clearly a consent with protection. But this man, decided, I'm not even going to call him a man, this person decided to admit in a recent episode of their show and later removed it that he would go in a corner and only pretend to put a condom on. I want people
1: to understand how serious that is. It's not... E- I want people to understand...
0: Yes. So with the act of stealthing, I think even for him to say, oh, I went to a corner and only pretended it's not the actual act of removing it. Right. Where if by definition we say, or by, you know, literal term, oh, I saw him put on the condom. So therefore, you know, he took it off. It's wrong, but also misleading or lying to a person of using it and wearing it when that's what they consented to. It's also morally wrong. And this is, This is how far I wanted to take the whole topic of consent when it comes to the world of dating these days and the type of relationships we are seeking and for what intentions we're doing it, right? It's not to put fear in anybody, right? It's not to say, oh my God, this is what's going to happen to you if you go on a TV show or if you're dating for the wrong intentions. No. The fact is that the world we're living in right now in this culture of dating and relationships, Again, this is where I go back to the point that I don't know and I don't believe that everybody's going in with the right intentions of finding love or being with someone for the right reasons and not so much because I don't want to be lonely or I don't want to be alone. I get it. Don't get me wrong. We we get it. We get the whole fear behind that. But to think that someone might go ahead and violate your consent, to think that someone might violate your body along the way, because why? Because you really don't know them because they really don't know you or really don't give a fuck about you. Those are things that to me absolutely do matter and is of a concern. And this is why I wanted to tie in the consent piece to this, because I can only imagine knowing the fact that we know who this person is, I'm not going to say who the fuck he is, but the fact that we know who this person is, the fact that we've seen certain allegations towards this person, the fact that we've seen this person in on TV and in, in media, right? The fact that we know that there are stories tied in with this person of just their treatment towards mm-hmm. women. And the fact that we've seen this person be in long standing relationships and what it appears to be some short term fixes, yeah. right? <laughs> um, it, it puts into question so much what one individual's uh, definition and understanding of consent looks like when it comes to, in general, a woman's livelihood, heart, love, and body. And that's where I wanted to tie all of this in when we're looking at intention, when we're looking at our understanding of a consent, when we're choosing to, you know, turn our life around with a person, whether it's within a matter of six weeks or six years, you know, and there's so much to have to highlight on that, that we turn a blind eye to too much because we're probably going into things for the wrong reasons or wrong intention. That's my end note on the consent because I had to throw that shit in there. Um, now we're going to go into the last segment, the official last hey. segment. We were uh, at the end. Um, and with the overdose, we always highlight something that we are overjoyed with or completely over it. So is there anything you just want to close the show out with? This was a good conversation. Thank you for coming on here to discuss reality, love TV and regular, regular, regular people. No,
1: you really like, I've been, like- I've been, if you are following me, you, you know, in true Jade fashion has taken a very long hiatus. I've just been like, I haven't been in a good place to record. So this has definitely helped me get back and get inspired to record because I love this. I love this so much. So, um, I want to say that's like my high right now. It really is. Girl, (laughs) it was to the point where I didn't even know where my microphone was. That's how long I haven't recorded. And I'm like, where's my microphone? So, like, that was a little bit disturbing. But the fact that I'm here with you talking, it definitely sparked that fire back. You know, I got some words of encouragement the other day. Like, so, you know, I'm very happy to get back on the mic. So that's very exciting. And I'm over this heat in my apartment. (laughs)
0: <laughs> y'all the heat in my office lord sweet jesus no I'm lord free- sweet jesus
1: see it's hot in your apartment and you're in your office but it was freezing in mine and then i come home and it's a sauna i don't control the heat in my apartment
0: well so i don't control the heat in my apartment either but and i certainly don't control the heat in my office but y'all the bronx and these buildings, they don't all be functioning. But let me tell you, I'm right over the fucking furnace, I think. And Lord, my office is a fucking sauna. And I'm just <gasps> like a bitch's hair. Like the the little wavy curls is coming yeah. in. Like, what the fuck? Like, this is a fucking problem. I can't have this. Like, I be getting frizzy hair and shit. Like, it's a problem. So, yeah, I feel you on that. Um, To your high, I am so happy that there was motivation in this. You know, um. Jade's background is with a podcast called In True Jade Fashion, and she highlights all things TV uh media. Yeah. You know, her 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 expert opinion. (laughs) uh, But yes. I wanna say this. I don't as much as I'm here talking so much shit about Love is Blind (laughs) and a lot of these reality TV shows, and as much as I could talk shit about the messaging, right? Because you know we got very impressionable people out in society y'all and some of us have not had the best of luck in dating either right and not to say that these men are watching these tv shows but some of them must be taking notes i don't know but the point is i do think there's a certain level of truth to a lot of these reality tv shows that we can definitely look at and dissect yeah and make sense out of and that's something that jade has done so effortlessly with plenty of shows. So it's exciting (laughs) for me to hear you say that it is a bit motivating to you and it's been a high for you to come dissect season two of Love is Blind with me and just how impactful that could be and how relatable that is to people like us and, and just people in general who are in the same space of not dating pods, but dating pool and dating streets, you know? Yeah. And to what extent, you know, when you have someone on TV saying, oh, I'm going to expose, I'm not having exposed him. And, you know, there's that in the third, that's you so know, corny. that's why I said what I said before. Those are very dangerous words. And we have to be cautious when we use words like that, you know, because of what, what does going too far look like? And, right. and this is exactly why I wanted to, highlight the topic of consent. (laughs) All right. Well, this is where you tell people where they could follow you. Um, again, your high is officially my high for the show and I'll add another dose on the high and something that I'm overjoyed with. I am, by the time you guys listen to this, I would have already gone away to Connecticut to support neo and his new child support case that's going on because you know he cheated on his wife and whatnot i'm gonna go see him perform also music soul child and jay holiday so it's gonna be a vibe can't wait to dive a little deeper into that experience because you know i'm a 36 year old woman still living in the heart of an RB head and it's a whole vibe but by the time you guys hear this I would have already been at the concert but it's a whole vibe for me something I'm definitely looking forward to and can't wait to share with you guys. Jade could you tell my listeners where they could go follow you and see I'm sure you're going to come back on IG lives or IG stories with Please. your dissection.
1: Please yes um, you can find me on Instagram at in true jade fashion one word that's where I have my podcast page you can find me on Apple podcast Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts um, of in true jade fashion. And if you want to follow my personal page, that is Raven Gem underscore.
0: <laughs> and I follow her, and you'll see everything in the show notes as always. Yes. And this has been another week and another episode on Double Dose of All Talk podcast. I'm your host, Misty, and you guys will tune in next week. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And we are live on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe, rate, and review. Talk to you later. Bye.